Hello everybody, sit back, relax, turn your lights out, light some candles, and listen to some stories about nightmares, ghosts, paranormal, and shit that just can't be explained. Hello, welcome everyone to episode 9 of Graveyard Grumbler Spooky Tales. I am your host, of course, the Graveyard Grumbler, or Tina Romero, if you don't want to call me by my nickname. That's cool. I have three spooky tales for you today. Hopefully, it gives you the chills, spooks your bones, and makes you not want to walk into dark rooms. The first one is a story about stairs that lead to nowhere. Second story is about a creepy neighbor that a young boy encountered. And the third story, that's well, actually about uh, an urban legend that I just did on my regular podcast, The Candy Lady. Hopefully it chills you, scares you, and makes you do the wiggles. And here we go. Stairs to Nowhere. It was the fall of 2019 when this occurred. I was walking through a forest on the east coast. I was about two miles deep and when all of a sudden I came across this random staircase. Just a random staircase in the middle of the woods. I stopped in confusion. I walked around the staircase looking for signs it belonged to a house that was torn down. But there was no broken concrete, no indentation showing one was ever there. Confused, I walked around it to get a closer look. There were 13 steps leading to nothing. On each step, there were pentagrams carved in to the top of the wood, right where you put your foot down. And on the top step, there was a dead bird that had been gutted. The whole thing creeped me out, so I left. About a week after I found the random staircase, I had this strong urge to go back. I knew it wouldn't do any harm since it was just a staircase that led to nothing. I grabbed some snacks, a flashlight, my pistol, and off I went. I left my house around 10 a.m. and got to the staircase around noon. It was still there as it was when I first found it. The only difference is on the side of the steps, there were two black robes hanging on a nail. I found it odd, especially since it was a thick part of the forest. I went to inspect the robe and I leaned in, took a whiff, checking if it had a foul odor. No stink. Nothing. Smelled pretty clean. I shined my flashlight on the robe, checking for blood or nasty stains on it. Clean. So I grabbed the robe, put it on, and walked up the stairs. <sighs> that was a bad move. Standing on the top step, I heard twigs breaking and leaves crunching from walking on top of them. I saw a person come out from the woods standing in front of me. And... Odd thing, he was wearing the same exact black robe. I stared at the person in shock. I turned quickly to go down the steps. I froze on the third step down. I looked around seeing I was surrounded by at least six of these black robed people. At the same time, they raised their hands toward the sky, doing some kind of chant. One of the people walked towards the stairs, squirting some fluid on them. Another one walked up quickly after the first one left, throwing 
a lit match setting the fucking staircase on fire. I'm trapped on the top step now, watching the fire get closer to me. The hooded people kept chanting louder and louder. From inside the thickness of the woods, I saw a black colored creature walking towards me. The flames are getting closer and I can barely tolerate the heat. From out of nowhere, the creature lunged at me, slashing my legs with its sharp claws. I fell to the ground away from the fire, but right at the foot of this hoofed beast. His upper half was that of a regular man. On top of his head, he had horns. Eyes were dark red, sharp pointed teeth with sharp claws. I passed out from the pain and from the shock. I woke up surrounded by the row people, the beast drinking my blood from the wound he caused. Once he finished with my blood, the chanting stopped. I was given a pentagram necklace. Welcome home, they said in unison. Confused, I smiled, stood up, and ran out of there as fast as I was able to run. I ran for what seemed like 20 minutes or so. I saw a clearing through the trees, so I kept running. Once I reached the clearing, I came to a sudden stop. I was shocked, confused, and scared. I was scared at what I saw. It was the staircase that I had climbed, the same one that was set ablaze. But it wasn't burnt. It was perfect, unharmed, untouched. It was beautiful. Now I wait with my new family. We wait for someone to climb the stairs in hopes we can sacrifice them to father. He's always hungry and needs to eat. So I have a question for you. Will you join me on the stairs to nowhere? The neighbor. This story I'm sharing happened when I was 14 years old. I grew up in a rough part of Bakersfield, California. My neighborhood was out away from the city limits, or the country as it was called. One night I was outside enjoying the summer temps when a light turned on in my neighbor's house. I saw a figure stand at the window looking in my direction. Not thinking much of it, I smiled and waved. The figure waved back, so I went back to my deep teenage thoughts. The next day, I went out to the car so my mom could drive me to school. I saw my neighbor and said, You were up late. Didn't think you saw me until you waved. Huh? I was asleep by 8.30 last night, said my neighbor. Confused at what he said, I gave him an awkward laugh, got into the car, and went to school. On the drive to school, I kept wondering who waved at me. My neighbor was a widow, and her kids were all adults that didn't live with her. Distracted by the events at school, I didn't give much thought into it anymore. Well, I was in bed one Saturday night, listening to some music, when I heard my dog by my window letting out a low growl. Like I mentioned earlier, we didn't live in the best area. I got out of the bed to check my window that faced the side of the house. My window had a clear view of the neighbor's house, the same house I saw the person wave to me from. 
I moved the curtain to the side and I saw what my dog was growling at. He was growling at this person standing in my neighbor's driveway staring at my window. Being a teenager, seeing myself 10 foot tall and bulletproof, I grabbed a bat and ran outside. But when I got to the side of the house, nobody was there. My dog was still growling, but nothing or nobody was there. I looked at my neighbor's house and I saw a light turn on in the same room as the first time. I stared for a few seconds when a figure appeared and waved at me. At the same exact time the figure waved at me, my dog went crazy, barking, growling, and jumping on the neighbor's fence. I didn't wait for anything else to happen, so I ran back in the house. My mom asked me what happened. I just told her someone was running through the neighbor's yard. On the following night, things got scarier. I was in my room listening to music, as usual. It was around midnight. I had my room light off. I was using my table lamp to read the sleeve of my albums I was listening to. Then a light turned on outside my window. The same window that faces my neighbor's house. I froze, turning my attention to the light. Then I see a figure standing in the window. It seemed like the figure was staring at me. Then I saw its arm moving up and start to wave at me. I jump out of my bed running towards my window pulling open the curtains but nothing was there. I close the curtains starting to back away still facing the window. Then I see a silhouette of a human. Then a light turns on just outside my window. I hear a low laughter. <laughs> I slowly pull the curtain open and I see dark eyes staring back at me. The figure's face was not human. It had a sadistic smile on its face. The entire time I could hear my dog growling and barking. The evil figure looked towards my dog. Just a wooden gate separated the two. Then the creature put his deformed forefinger to his lips in a shushing gesture. I heard my dog yelp and cry. It turned its attention back to me and in a low demonic tone it said, Soon your soul will belong to me. It turned the light off and it was gone. I haven't gotten more than 30 minutes of sleep since that incident occurred. I just sit and wait until that thing comes and takes my life. The Candy Lady It hurts me to share the story, but I feel I need to do so, so other people can be made aware. I was a father of two kids. I say I was because, well... The events I'm about to share with you will explain everything. We live in North Texas, the exact city I'll leave out. I don't want anyone coming up here hoping to experience what we went through. It all started gradually with one piece of candy being left on my kid's windowsill. Being in Texas, I figured it was the neighbor kids being nice since we just moved to the North Texas area. Hell, 
The first day we moved in, the neighbor brought us homemade tea and baked goods. My kids asked if they could eat the candy. I inspected the treats and found nothing visibly wrong with them. Other than they looked homemade, I took a small piece, put it in my mouth, and rolled it around, then swallowed it. After a few minutes, I was still alive, so I let the kids eat them. As the nights went on, the candy kept appearing on the windowsill, but only the kids' window. I would find one piece, then two, then three, and now five pieces are left for the kids to eat. One morning, I woke up early to bring the trash bins back from the sidewalk. I went to check the kids' window to see if I saw any candy, and sure enough, there they were. Five pieces of candy. This time, there was a note wrapped around the pieces of candy. Two separate notes for both my kids. The note said, Like my treats? Come get more sweets. Friday night, you'll see the light. Make sure you ask your parents. The handwriting looked fancy and old. I didn't tell the kids about the note, but I wanted to check the candy source. Friday night came. Kids were sleeping, so off I went looking for the slight. I looked at my phone to check the time. 10 p.m. Hmm. Standing in my backyard, I saw a light off in the distance. There is an empty lot that is connected to my property. So I started walking towards the light. It took a few minutes to get to the light. Five minutes to be exact. Once I reached the light, there was an old fashioned styled looking table with a bowl full of candy in the bowl there was a note that said help yourself the candy lady i smiled with relief glad it wasn't anything sinister i headed back home so i can get some sleep when i reached the yard i saw my six-year-old outside sitting underneath his window eating something I asked him what he was doing outside. The candy lady asked why I didn't go get candy, he said. What? I replied. Yeah, she was upset I didn't go, so she gave me some candy she made. Go inside, brush your teeth, and go to sleep, I told him. I walked around the house making sure no one was creeping around, but I found nothing. The next day, I asked my neighbor if she knew who the candy lady was. Her face turned white, and she gave this shocked expression. All she said was, move out of North Texas, now. She turned and went back inside. Confused, I was wondering if it was a stalker or someone who abducted kids. I'm a little worried since I have a six and an eight-year-old. Well, when I got back home, my eight-year-old was sitting at the table with his eyes closed. I asked if he was okay. I'm sleepy. The candy lady didn't let me sleep. She kept tapping on my window, telling me about the new flavor candy she made. What? I said loudly. Yeah, she was annoying, my kid said. Well, don't eat any more of the candy yet. It was bedtime, so I tucked the kids away for the night, made sure everything was locked, and headed to bed myself. I was startled awake by a loud bang on the front door. I jumped out of bed, grabbed my pistol, and went to go check. 
nothing there. Then I heard screaming in the backyard, so I take off running to go see. When I get to the back, I see a dark, shadowed figure of a woman standing over my kids. Both of my boys are holding their mouths with their hands. I yell and fire two shots in the air. The shadow turns, smiles, and poof, she's gone. I pick my kids up from the ground, move their hands from their face. I gasp in shock and disbelief. Their front teeth had been pulled out. I call an emergency dentist so the boys could be seen tonight. The dentist did a great job with the boys. They were both sleeping from the anesthesia. I asked the dentist about the candy lady. He stops, gives this terrified look, and says, never heard of her, and walks away. After about an hour, the dentist released the boys to go home. It was around 4 a.m. we finally got back from the dentist. No point in sleeping, so I made some coffee and got ready for the day. It was nighttime once again. I gave the boys their meds, tucked them in, made sure everything was locked. I went to the living room, poured a drink, and tuned into the Graveyard Grumbler podcast. A little spooked, I listened to the episode about the Candy Lady, an urban legend from North Texas. I heard a loud crashing from the boys' room. I take off running to see what the noise was. I couldn't find the boys, though. Their windows were broken. I heard my boy screaming and crying for help. I jumped through the window, hitting the ground running as fast as I can, but it was too late. I saw the black shadowed woman standing over my boys holding a fork, laughing maniacally. My boys weren't moving. The fork that the lady was holding was covered in blood. Right before she left, she said, you shouldn't have let them eat candy after dark. Then she was gone. I'm done sharing what happened to me now. Both my boys passed away from whatever it was. I look for any pieces of candy left on the window seals, hoping the candy lady will take me too. I have nothing else to say. Just be careful on what type of candy you eat. Hopefully you enjoyed those three spooky tales. I know I enjoyed reading them. If any of my listeners have any stories they'd like to share, fiction, real, or anything that you've heard, please feel free to send them to graveyardgrumbler at mail.com or my Instagram, Graveyard Grumbler Podcast, or my Facebook, Tina Romero Jr. You'll see my uh, podcast logo on there. Remember, enjoy the dark, enjoy the night, and sleep tight thank you for listening it's time to blow out the candle and try to get some sleep remember don't go investigate when you hear noises in the dark you know what happens enjoy the night enjoy the dark and try to get some rest this is the graveyard grumbler speaking stories i'm your host graveyard grumbler enjoy your night graveyard grumbler spooky tip <laughs>